I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right. Good morning, afternoon, evening. Brunch time, lunch time, uh, tech issues time. We're going to try to talk a little basketball time. If we can get through this time, whatever time of day it is, boys and girls, it's the right time for the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio, recording this on a Tuesday evening. Also, probably, almost certainly going to drop it on a Tuesday evening. Uh, not just me on this episode. And since you said, or since I just said we were talking hoops... You know what that means. We've got from the Govals 24-7 Blunt County Satellite Office just down the road, we've got our good friend, Grant Ramey. Grant, what's going on? Your challenge will be to drop this before I go to bed tonight, so it's a race against the clock. Yeah, it's... Your time starts as soon as you hit stop. I'll be super quick about this, but, like, I, I updated the OS today on my computer, and it threw everything off. Like, I normally have three monitors right now. I have one... And I'm trying, and like, I've also got this thing in my eye that I'm getting ready to go to the doctor for tonight. So my vision's already kind of blurry in one eye anyway. We've got, we've got issues right now. Okay. Gus is downstairs being a royal terror. Just everything, everything's going on right now. But we determined that we were going to talk a little bit of hoops tonight. And we are going to do that, Grant. We're going to do that. You got hooked on Megadesk. You have your own, you have yourself to blame. I know, right? It was, uh, yeah. There's another term for it they had in Archer, but I don't think I can say that in this family-friendly podcast. But basically, I had this zone, and, and now I don't have it. Like, the camera's in a different place, so everything's on one screen. Vision's a little blurry. We got to get through all that, because you know what? Here's my motivation to get through this. Grant, your house is sort of some version of this all the time, right? Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm still recording this from a walk-in closet. So yeah, I mean, you know. Three doors, three doors away from my children. So. I mean, we're doing what we got to do here. Uh, but we're specs. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> going to talk a little Tennessee basketball, as I just mentioned, uh, on this podcast. I know that a lot of times uh, people are talking about football, obviously. Football's getting ready to go into camp. There's a lot of stuff, hopefully, fingers crossed, there's some stuff going on there. And, and that's going to be the, the main topic uh, for most of the podcast here for the next little bit. But uh, Tennessee also... Uh, not just a football school, tons and tons of basketball stuff going on. Uh, Tennessee, there's been some recruiting news or some recruiting uh, nuggets maybe that we can drop here in the, the second segment of this. But the first one, we're going to talk a little bit about the team, Grant. And it, it seems like the first thing on everyone's mind right now, I would imagine, is probably COVID, what's going on there. It looks like, um, and we're going to get to Eve Ponds in a second, but it looks like the team, with one exception, is sort of back there and, and practicing and everything's okay. Yeah, Sonny, uh, Sonny Agovisco, he's still in Uruguay. Uh, still a delayed return for him, just like it was for Uros Plavsic, who got back, I don't know, what was it, a week or so ago uh, from the time we're recording this from Serbia. But Santi is, as far as we know, still in Uruguay. And I don't know if there's a huge rush to get him back. Obviously, I think there's a little bit more of a 
you want him back in town now that they're actually players on the floor working with coaches, uh, which we can discuss a little bit more in a few minutes. But, um, you know, Eve is, is in Knoxville working out with the team. Uh, they sent out some pictures today. He was part of that workout at Pratt Pavilion. Um, in the, the quicker you can get your entire squad back together, uh, even if you still don't know what Eve is going to do, um, you got to do that. So right now the only piece they're waiting on is Santi, but, you know, they've kind of weathered a, uh, the coronavirus stuff with a couple of players testing positive and going into quarantine and getting cleared and get back to workouts. So uh, they're kind of on track uh, and continuing just kind of uh, as scheduled as much as they can schedule out uh, a summer workout. Yeah, we were trying to figure this out, and, and sometimes we, we play a, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a game, certainly. it's Maybe not, game's not the right word, but basically we take the information that we get from talking to people in and around the program. We combine that with pictures that they're releasing from workouts, and, and we sort of patch together, are these things jiving? Uh, do these things connect? Uh, and it looks like whoever was through the protocol, we know it was a couple of the uh, domestic players who were who were there. That's the only thing we've gotten so far on all this, um, and, and there's no need to release it because, quite frankly, they've gotten through it. They've gone through the quarantine period. They've come back. Uh, they seem to be okay, and and it looks like we can take the information we've gotten from them combined with some pictures that we've seen, and it looks like everything's okay. Yeah, it seems like there was no real sense of alarm. Um, it was kind of, uh, I think we talked about this on a football podcast, like from Tennessee's perspective, it was kind of just preparing for the when it happens, not if it happens. Uh, and it did happen. Uh, they handled it. They had certain housing set aside for uh, students that tested positive. The university did, and they, they sent them into quarantine. You spend your time there. It's almost like uh, the NBA bubble. Uh, you go down there. Uh, to Orlando, you get there, you got to spend a certain, I don't know what the number of days is, seven, 10 days, whatever, uh, in your room uh, before you can come out of quarantine and, and join everybody else. So that's what Tennessee did. They, they quarantined, they got cleared, and uh, they just got right back to work. And I guess we should give a passing mention to this, but it, it looks like when, when things get going with the NBA here in just a you know, week and a half or so, whenever it is, I think it's the 31st. Is that right, Grant, when it starts? Uh, sounds right. I think it's, about, it's right around then when, when they get back on the court. A lot of them start getting back on the court to play games down there in the bubble. And, and what's been interesting is quickly just to, to mention this, it looks like both Grant Williams and especially Admiral Schofield are going to have – perhaps larger roles uh, with the Celtics and with the uh, the Wizards going forward. And Kyle Alexander has been down there also working out with the Heat, obviously, because he, he and Grant Williams got to uh, reconnect, got to hang out six feet apart, do all that good stuff. Uh, but it looks like a couple of those guys, those, those VFLs, might be getting some more run down there in Orlando now. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. I mean, with a guy like Admiral, uh, there's a stories out there about him losing, you know, like 20 pounds during this quarantine. And teams like the Wizards, I mean, they don't have Bradley Bill. They don't have a couple other players. There's going to be an increased opportunity for a guy like Admiral. Uh, with Grant, people are talking about Boston as a, a team that could make some noise down there. Uh, if they start playing well, it'll be fun to watch him if he had – uh, a little bit bigger of an opportunity and they were in contention to do something uh, in that playoff setup. But I mean, it's almost like summer league all over again. I mean, this time a year ago, these guys were rookies in summer league in Vegas, uh, I guess, or in Florida, uh, if they got a league down there still, but here they are again in a small gym, uh, basically empty, uh, trying to restart their rookie season almost a year later. Uh, it'll be fun to watch. Hopefully they get more opportunity and, and to, uh, to do something because um we're all starved for sports and it'd be fun to watch them get out there and do it. Yeah. It looks like with the wizards, you know, obviously John Wall hadn't played since I think December 18, 
right. or somewhere around there uh, with with his uh, just he, he's had some some serious issues there in his legs that he's had to work through. Had a bit of a complication coming back uh, again, so they're just going to shut him down. Bradley Beals also had a bit of an injury, uh, so that's thirty points a game or so that that's tossed out of the lineup also. And then uh, good players, yeah. And then uh, Bertans, the uh, the the shooter, the the good player that they've right. got also. He's a free agent at the end of this year, uh, so he, he's also kind of sitting out right now. So that that's the three best players probably on the Wizards roster who are are gone and then you look at their fourth leading scorer this year it's been Jordan McRae who only played four games so you know and then then got moved around so so some there's a lot of opportunity there on the wing and Schofield looks like he might be able to take advantage of that and and Williams we've heard really good things about him down there in shape uh, shooting from the perimeter really well which is something we've seen him do in spurts before Uh, something that's going to be maybe critical to his success at that level so that's going to kind of be fun to to watch but but sticking back to to the, the current Tennessee Volunteers we we still don't know uh, what Eve Ponds is doing. I know that people want an update there. Listen, we're working on it too. Uh, I've, I've talked to a couple people I know in the league, and I, I continue to hear that that he's going to kind of run this clock down almost until he has to make a decision because right now, why would he? Right, and it's uh, – I mean, when this thing first started, back when things were somewhat normal, um, my thought was – he's going to be going through this process because that's what juniors need to do. They need to go through this process. They need to get this experience. They need to get that feedback uh, and they put it in their pocket and they get ready for their year. And uh, they go back a year later and do it again. Um, But the longer this has gone on, it's felt a little bit more like maybe there's something to this that um, maybe he would keep his name in the draft. Maybe he would want to test something at the next level, even if it means playing in the G league, even if it means going with the international player, obviously he could go back to Europe make a really good living and play basketball and keep developing and keep that NBA dream alive. Um, or he could come back to school and be a really important piece on a, what should be a very talented uh, and deep Tennessee basketball team. So it's been harder to kind of get a read on this as it goes on. I think him in Knoxville working out with his teammates, I, I, think, I don't think there's, well, you don't want to read too much into it, but it's also a good sign. I mean, it's, it's, it's something moving forward uh, to watch and to look at. So, uh, it's like a, yeah, it's an on update update, but it's, yeah, I, I feel for you because I want to update there myself, uh, but we don't have much of one. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And one day it'll just pop up on Twitter, I'm sure. And he'll make an announcement one way or the other. Uh, and we'll go from there. Yeah. For, for people who, who don't know a ton about Eve Ponds personally, I, I can say this. I think a lot of people know this already, but if you haven't understood it by now, you probably will understand it now and going forward. He's just not an extremely talkative guy. He wants to he, – he's not a hype guy. He wants uh, to go out there and play ball and then go home and see his family. Right. That's what he wants to do, and and that's just how he is. He's not going to make – he doesn't want to make some big video. I mean, they have to kind of pull his – Twist, twist his arm and leg a little bit to get him to do some of that promotional stuff at UT. That's just not who he is. So, I mean, they were like, ooh, big deal, jump from the free throw line and dunk. And he was like, okay, I guess I can do that. I mean, he, he doesn't – that's just not how he is. But the longer this goes on, I can tell you that I continue to hear – and this is what you might call an educated guess because it's just hearing some things and then putting it together with the facts we see on the ground and making a, a guess on this – 
I think he there's a clear indication that I'll, I'll go out and say this. I think his preference would be to go on and play professionally. I think if he has any kind of a window, any kind of an opportunity, I should say, to do that, I think he'll do that. Uh, this is a guy who let's not let's not forget here. I mean, this is a guy who's been married for a couple of years now. You know, he, he's he's very mature off the court. Uh, you know, he's certainly got a lot of friends and family back in in France. Uh, you know, if he had to go play in Europe, I don't know that, that that would be the end of the world for him. But the bottom line is I think he just wants to, if he can, it's not that he dislikes UT, it's not that he has any problems there. I think he just would like to go to the next phase of his life if he could. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. And and one pretty big kind of wild card here is just how crazy this last few months have been. In an ordinary offseason, uh, when the combine's in May, uh, you get a little bit clearer picture, you got more time to think about it. Now the, the calendar is so jumbled and pushed back that it makes it a lot harder uh, to get a read on this. And I agree, he's a very quiet, low-key person. Um, he's a he's not obviously not your normal college kid. He's he's a he's very mature off the floor and kind of beyond that a little bit uh, in terms of what you'd expect from a college kid. But yeah, I think it just depends on. I think he would be a guy if he kept his name in the NBA draft. I think he'd be a guy like Jordan Bone, where you're hoping to hear your name called. Uh, and if it does happen, it's going to be in the last half of the second round, unless somebody really just takes a chance on you much earlier than people would expect. Uh, and then it's a factor of, do you want to go to the G league uh, and spend the, you know, the time there that you have to, obviously Jordan bone did that. I Schofield did that um, as a, as a, you know, mid round pick in the second round. So it's a matter of that or, or going to France or going somewhere in Europe and, and, you know, trying to make some money over there and continuing your career, which again, that's another, uh, that's another really hard thing to get a read on right here because it's international prospect. And for most kids, they probably wouldn't want to go to Europe right away, but for him, uh, that would be a pretty good move. So we'll see what happens. And Tennessee needs him back, obviously, because he's a really big X factor uh, in this team. Yeah, he's one of the best defensive players in all of college basketball. I mean, he makes a huge impact, and he's a guy who he's shown can do some things offensively. I'll say this too quickly here. I, I think it's important to note that with this stuff with COVID, the coronavirus, all this stuff going around, a lot of basketball organizations they're not being able to, to do things like normal either right now i mean yeah. half the league you know or most of the league is sitting there you know holed up in a bubble in orlando there are a lot of like scouting department guys back office guys stuff like that in the nba who have been kind of furloughed at times throughout these past couple months that they tried to make bills and all these things because they got to pay bills too like the rest of us and, and so and i've heard from a, a one scout in particular one kind of hinted at it one came out and said it that said we'd really like to get our hands on this kid like we'd like to see him in a few workouts get him in person do everything we can because athletically i think he would really impress there and and, mm-hmm. and that would really help him so there's no question that that things being abnormal has not helped him because he's a guy that, you know, you just watch him work out and it doesn't take, you know, the 30 teams in the league, whatever, for one front office to go, man, I'm going to take a chance on that kid. There's a chance one would do that if they could all see him. Yeah. Uh, you're, you know, you're getting a much different impression from a quiet Eve on a Zoom call than you are watching him in a workout going, wow, this kid's a freak. Yeah. He and, is a freak. Yeah. And he has a, he has a ton of, you know, I think Fran Fischel at ESPN called his offensive skill set rudimentary. I think that was his quote. So he has a lot of work to do to get himself NBA caliber, but seeing him in person versus what he's had to go through just with these virtual meetings, you know, that's, that's two different worlds. And it feels like the league as a whole, the focus right now is so much on let's just finish this season and get this playoff thing out of the way. 
and then turn attention to the draft and what's coming next next season, which obviously is, is not something that favors uh, these these 2020 kids that are trying to get drafted. I mean, you look at Gonzaga, they lost Philippe Petrusev uh, the other day. He yep. just signed a deal with the, um, one of the European clubs. I mean, he's going over there to play and get his money. So I, I think maybe the uncertainty with the NBA season, the college season plays a factor into this. I don't know. It's, it's really hard to get a read on it because there's so many – different things moving at the same time. There's so much fluidity to this process. And I can tell you also that, that Pond's on a, on a Zoom call. You're not going to get the same impression that you're going to get from talking to him in person. He's a guy who, once you get to know him, he opens up a little bit more. Right. Uh, he just takes a few meetings to really get to know you a little bit and, and get comfortable. That's just how he is. And and so that's just, again, it, it's it's a weird situation right now. Uh, we're, we're certainly monitoring all that. I know that a couple of guys in the league have talked to me about his spot-up three-point percentage, how if he's just a catch-and-shoot guy, his numbers are really, really good. So right. there are things they like about him, but there's plenty to talk about there. I'm sure this won't be the last time we have to discuss Pons. Going forward, uh, obviously, if he comes back to Tennessee, we're going to discuss him all season long. But uh, So there's plenty to talk about there. There's plenty to continue discussing there, to monitor there. We will do that. Uh, before we go to, to break, Grant, is there anything we keep hearing about football season and will it start on time will it not conference non-conference what are they going to do a couple leagues have already decided they're going to play conference only have we heard anything about basketball on this because you look at it and I don't think either one of us are epidemiologists we don't know what this virus is going to do we don't know when a vaccine is going to come out and that's so far out of my depth I I, you know I, i I, I, that, that's not something I'm going to get into great detail about because I, I'd be talking out of my backside. I'm, I'm not smart with these things. But uh, with that, there are people saying that things could get worse as things get colder in the fall. You know, it, have you heard anything about contingency plans they're making for the season or, or what they're talking about right now? No, but I think there's no rush to kind of get to that point. I'm sure internal discussions, uh, people on the basketball side, you know, NCAA-wise, have talked about a lot of different options, but I think you, you can't start preseason until I, I believe it's 42 days before uh, your first game. And, and for most of these college teams, that's the end of September. So we're sitting here, what, more than eight, nine weeks away from that date. So um, if, if there's, I don't think there's any rush to get to that point. Uh, when you do look at schedules, I, I think NCAA wise, you have to try to conserve as much hope as you can that Mark, Madness is going to happen and conference tournaments are going to happen uh, because so much money is there to be made. And obviously you lost out on all that money uh, last March when all this started. So uh, I think you delay it for as long as you can. Uh, You let programs and conferences handle themselves the way football has. Uh, Players are back on the floor. They could start working with coaches on Monday. They get a certain uh, hours per week in the weight room on the floor with coaches. So see how that progresses, see how the test numbers go from there, see where this virus goes from here. Uh, I think worst case scenario, you cancel your non-conference schedule. I think we talked about this on the board a little bit, and you just kind of pick up January 1st, whatever it is, when you would regularly start your conference schedule. Uh, You play a conference schedule, you play a conference tournament, and hopefully you have March Madness and a selection Sunday, and everything can go from there. But again, eight, nine weeks out from even starting preseason practices, um, I think you have some time to sit back and see how this thing unfolds for the next few weeks and kind of go from there. Yeah, my, my brain just starts scrambling when I thought about, man, if they don't play, if they just played conference only in college basketball, how in the world would they determine an NCAA tournament field? Yeah, oh, it'd man. Be super tough on the selection committee, but you got wow. to do what you can to 
give yourself the best chance to have March. It's a good point. I think that's a good place to leave it for the first segment, guys. We got plenty of recruiting to talk about too, so we're going to take a quick break, step away, pay some bills, listen to some product services, all those other fun, fun things, and then come back and talk about Tennessee recruiting in basketball. Which there's some uh, there's some interesting things going around there right now, and uh, I think you know some of it's maybe pretty good news for Tennessee. So hang around. We'll be right back, guys. Just a second. Hashtag. Ad. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the GoVoss 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Uh, Wes Rucker, Grant Ramey coming to you here on a Tuesday night talking a little Tennessee basketball and uh, there, there's been some Tennessee basketball recruiting news out there recently that's pretty interesting for, for Tennessee, at least from, from that standpoint. Uh, Kennedy Chandler, who is going to play uh, if he has a senior season, we'll see how all that goes, but he's uh, a Memphis native, but he's at Sunrise Christian, which is a powerful uh, program there, uh, uh, kind of a one of those travel around, play everybody kind of prep programs there in Wichita, Kansas. But this is a Memphis kid. Uh, this is the uh, five-star kid, point guard, uh, number 11 overall player in the 24-7 sports composite, number one point guard in America. And this is a kid Tennessee has had just sharpie to the top of their board for the longest time possible. They've had Kim English, uh, who's a really, really good up-and-coming assistant coach, a guy who will probably be a head coach sooner rather than later, uh, a guy who uh, is a great recruiter. He's been all over this. Tennessee staff's been all over him. And recently, Grant, there have been uh, some crystal ball predictions that have gone for Tennessee. And as a reminder, this is a kid who is a, the number 11 overall prospect in the country, Duke, Kentucky, UNC, throw anybody out there that could offer him, they've offered this kid. He could go anywhere he wanted. And right now, there have been, I think, seven predictions come in, all for Tennessee, and you were one of them. So what's up there? Yeah, it's just a ton of momentum uh, for Tennessee. They, they feel like the team to beat in this. They feel like the, the team in the driver's seat right now. I think a lot of that credit goes to Kim English. Uh, like you mentioned, a guy that they've long had as a priority at the, the top of their board when these – contact periods opened back when, you know, the recruiting world was somewhat normal. Um, 
Kim English was in Memphis getting ready to meet with this kid as soon as those contact periods open. I mean, that's what kind of priority they made him. Uh, and yeah, I mean, you're talking about a five-star uh, in-state point guard that's that's got Duke and Kentucky and Memphis, his hometown school in North Carolina, uh, in his top five. And he's got, you know, Tennessee did a really good job. As, as crazy as this recruiting shutdown has been, they did a lot of their work early on a guy like Kennedy Chandler, got him on campus for an official visit. The thing with Kennedy, it's, it's kind of tr- hard to figure out is the timing on when he's going to make a decision. Uh, depending on who you talk to, some people think it could happen relatively soon. Other people you talk to, it could be this fall uh, when he's talking about trying to make more visits. Uh, he did his junior year visits, now he's trying to do senior vi- year visits as well. So it's a matter of when it's going to happen uh, and, and who it's going to be. I think if it happened now, it would be in a really good spot, obviously, based on those uh, crystal ball predictions that have been logged in, the momentum that the Vols seem to have there. Um, if it goes out to the fall, I don't think that's, you know, really concerning or worrisome for Tennessee. They remain in the kind of the team to beat right here, um, but we'll see where it goes. It's the, the hard part right now is trying to figure out the timing of the situation, but it, right now it's good news for Tennessee because they have the momentum and um, that's a really good basketball player. Yeah, I think that was uh, in the background though. You probably heard Gus Rucker making his uh, his, his first appearance on the podcast this evening. Probably not going to be his last the way he's been behaving today. But uh, yeah, this is and, and one thing I wanted to mention about English is you see some Brian Niedermeyer type stuff in him in, in terms of being a young kind of hip, if that's a word the kids are using these days, just kind of a, a guy who understands social media. He understands the personalities the kids have these days, just little things. Like the other day he made a reference to something about how he liked the way people from Memphis talked and the way they joked. And, you know, I mean, there's maybe there's nothing behind that, but that feels like a pretty, pretty sneaky way to mention how hard he's recruiting this kid from Memphis. Yeah. And he's a young guy. Kim English is, um, he's a guy that you know, he was a really, really good basketball player at Missouri not too long ago. He's a guy that, you know, did his time in the league uh, and kind of made that dream come true. And he's a guy that I think a lot of these players, you know, I wrote something kind of extended on him last, uh, I guess it was in November, early last season of how these players kind of see kind of what they want in him. He's a guy that's made it really far in this game. Um, he works crazy, crazy hard. The, the amount of time he puts in not only recruiting five-star guys like Kennedy Chandler, Paula Benchero, but also investing and being in the gym with their current crop of players. They don't like to invest so much time on the recruiting trail that they kind of ignore the players that they have on campus. They do a really good job uh, walking and balancing that line. I think Kim English was a guy that, that kind of leads that charge. He does really well in both those uh, areas. Yeah, and Tennessee's got a couple. I, I think you could argue that just about every assistant on that Tennessee staff will be a head coach one day. I mean, Barnes has done a great job surrounding himself with the right kinds of people. Um, and, and so if, it's kind of interesting that English has kind of come in and it seems like he's sort of, you know, overshadowed some of the others since since he's gotten there. But, I mean, this is a guy who you, he just has future head coach written all over him. I mean, you just talk about the basketball acumen, the work ethic, the recruiting, understanding kids. You know, I just – to me it's been a while since Tennessee's had a guy who more screamed out to me, this is a future head coach on its staff. This guy just looks like, I mean, he's a guy who just about anybody in the country would love to have. And, and with English, not only has he made Kennedy Chandler a, a priority for a while now, he's put in the same amount of work on Paulo Benchero, a five-star power forward, the number three player in the class. Uh, if, if Tennessee happened to get a guy like, oh, he would be the number one recruit they've ever signed. He's, he's ranked a little bit higher than Tobias Harris was in Tobias's class, if you want to uh, – kind of a snapshot of what kind of skill set this and, kid and has. Hop, and Hobson, too, yeah. Yeah, 6'9", 235. And, and what 
Kim English has done that. He's been making cross country trips back when he could travel. Uh, when there was some normalcy in the recruiting world, he made cross country trips to Seattle multiple times to see this kid, just like he made trips across the state uh, to see Kennedy Chandler in Memphis. That's the priority they put in and Kennedy and Pollard are tight. I think that's what gets a lot of fans excited uh, with Kennedy Chandler. If Tennessee could land a guy like him, it opens the door that much more for a guy like Paula Benchero. Him and Kennedy were, you know, on that official visit weekend together uh, last October. That's another kind of tip of cap to the staff for getting these kids on campus and doing all the work that they did in their recruitments uh, before this craziness, obviously unpredictable craziness set in four months ago. And, and here we are, there's been no summer evaluation period. There's been nothing on the road for coaches or, or you know, prospects on campus. Uh, and Tennessee's got two of their biggest priorities in the 2021, uh, I guess the biggest, two biggest priorities in that class on campus for official visits to see it. And they got Jabari Smith here too uh, for, I guess it was Auburn late in the season, uh, right before all this stuff happened. And that's another, you know, five-star power forward that's ranked right behind Paulo, uh, a top five player in the class, which is, you know, if, if Tennessee lands any of those kind of talents, that's kind of uncharted territory. Yeah. Every time I see those pictures of uh, Banchero and, uh, and Chandler together, I think of like shades of like the, the old twins movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like they're brothers, but one's about a foot taller than the other one. You know, I just, I get, I get shades of that when I look at them, but you know, I, I did want to mention that, you know, Chandler being a guy, I don't think it's the exact same thing as like a quarterback committing to a football class, but normally if you can get kind of an early commitment from a big time quarterback in football, that really kind of cascades down and it just has a trickle effect that, that helps your entire class. I wonder if, if Tennessee were able to, to get, you know, you take Chandler on board anytime he wanted to commit, but if he wanted to commit relatively soon, that, that might start a domino thing for Tennessee. Cause at that point you're talking about, okay, they signed all those studs last year, top five class. I think number four is where it finished. Now you're adding a five-star point guard on top of it this year. That just seems like the kind of thing that he wouldn't be the only one, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, recruiting momentum is, is certainly a real thing. I mean, you can, you can look at Tennessee's last two classes. This would, if they got Kennedy Chandler in the boat, that would be what four or five stars over the last three classes, uh, having commitments from those guys. And then being, uh, in the running for guys like Jabari Smith and Paolo Benchero to elite five stars. I mean, it, it would be a real thing there. And with Kennedy, I mean, good players want to play with good players. And when you're talking about elite prospects like Kennedy Chandler, Paolo Benchero, Jabari Smith, you know, they're going to school in their mindset probably for one year and then yep. they're going to the league and they're going to achieve that dream. So if you're going to go to school for one year, if you're, if you're not going to go the G League route like some of these elite prospects have, you might as well team up and, and cherry pick some of these other elite talents that you want to go and chase the national championship with. And uh, I think obviously if Tennessee got Kennedy Chandler, there would be a huge push uh, from Kennedy to get these other kind of, you know, these elite talents around him to join him at Tennessee. But yeah, for the Vols, they would, they would love, you know, if he committed, he can't commit soon enough from their perspective because they want that momentum and they want to try to build on, the momentum they've already established in these last two classes for sure. Yeah. And, and I know basketball is getting more positionless, but when you talk about a point guard uh, that gets a lot of other players excited because that's right. a guy who gets in the ball. That's a guy who sets up the, the plate for them to eat. And, and so that's, that's certainly an important thing, even though basketball is more positionless. Now point guards often score a ton too. I mean, it's, it's a different world out there, but bottom line is uh, studs want to play with studs. And uh, it's, that's the same in, in every sport that these guys grew up. Uh, these kids grew up watching LeBron do that you know kind of players followed him around and he would stack super teams together and and that's the era they understand that's what they want to do 
and in college you have an unlimited ability to go do that basically because right. you know you don't have to contracts to worry about you can just be like okay i want that guy i want that guy and you can go get him so i mean it, it's it's a big thing and that would be huge for tennessee but grant you've mentioned a couple other guys before we step out of here who are some other guys kind of on that 2021 board because tennessee's got some guys at the bottom of that board that for several years would have been the elite prospect in tennessee's class and these are guys like on the bottom of their board so i just it seems to me like this thing in 20 you could maybe touch on 22 as well but mostly 21 man there's there's just a lot of really good players that have tennessee really high on their lists yeah, uh, Harrison Ingram, I think, is kind of the the one that Tennessee fans go to next. He's a small forward out of Texas, a, a five-star player, a top 15 overall. Um, in my eyes, I think he's a guy that Tennessee would kind of have some, you know, they got some ground to make up on some other other schools uh, That's on fair. this list. Stanford, Texas Tech, uh, Baylor. Baylor's got a ton of recruiting momentum right now. Yes. Uh, but Harrison Ingram, he's a really interesting prospect. If you watch his interviews, he's a 4.0 student, really high IQ guy, has a really – uh, it's just really fun to watch those interviews. And there's a, 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 maybe a little bit of a newer name in the, the 2021, or a more recent name, I guess, board. Uh, it's a kid out of California, Jamon Meshack. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. He's a, It's a great uh, name. He's a top 100 player, four-star prospect. Top, he's a number 66 uh, in the 24-7 ratings, uh, a shooting guard, 6'5", 190, uh, out of California. So that's another name to to keep an eye on, but you know, Kennedy Chandler, Jabari Smith, Paul Benchero, uh, Harrison Ingram, May Shack, uh, Charles Bediaka is another center, uh, to yep. keep an eye on in this class. 2022, it's it's kind of like the talent just kind of keeps rolling on over. I mean, Jaden Bradley, uh, he's going to be a top three point guard in that class. He's a guy that used to be with the uh, B May's elite AU program, mm-hmm. so obviously, there's Knoxville connections there. He's been on campus before. B.J. Edwards at Knoxville Catholic right in Tennessee's backyard. He's a four-star prospect, top 50 player, uh, point guard, really talented kid. Sky Clark is another uh, really talented guard that lived in California, just transferred to Tennessee to go to Brentwood uh, Academy, if I'm not mistaken. And you can kind of go down the list. Uh, Brandon Huntley Hatfield's another elite, elite prospect in that class, top five, top 10 guy. Uh, he's another BMA's elite prospect uh, player, so there's connections there. So. Uh, as, as elite as their 2021 board is and has been for a while, uh, there's a ton of good talent on that 2022 as well. And they just kind of roll over into that and, and keep this momentum going. It's kind of crazy that when you – I mean, I know I mentioned this probably too many times, but it, it's something that's close to me because it's my high school alma mater. But Knoxville Catholic is just – it's crazy, not just in football but now in basketball. I mean, last season, they're starting five. All five of those guys, probably Division One players. And, you know, they went out there and they gave um, they gave Springer's uh, IMG team a really good game there right. on t- television. I mean, they're just – they've got the thing rolling there, and they got Edwards coming up. They got the, uh, the the Kane kid. I mean, they got the two big guys. They've got all kinds of guys right now. It's kind of weird how that – and you got B. Mays doing his thing for the – you know, on the summer circuit. I mean, things just kind of – basketball is just kind of – this is not – something that's going to go away at Tennessee. It seems like this is something that's got really sturdy foundations right now. Right. And back in the day, there was a lot of uh, gnashing of teeth about Tennessee basketball recruiting. And for good reason at the time, I could understand the frustrations, but now they've, uh, they turned it around with Josiah James and they turned that momentum into a couple more five stars. And now they've turned that momentum into uh, being at the top of the list or near the top of the list for more five stars. And they just kind of kept rolling on and it's kept going. Man, it's almost like that. You know, they might have more five stars than we have on our own staff at GoVols twenty four seven. That's, I mean, that's that's impressive territory. I'm a two star in effort, but five star in 
heart? Well, probably not even that. What? And you probably don't think like so? a three-star heart. I'm just average. <laughs> I'm a three-star three heart. That, that's what, you know what? Uh, if we ever make podcast t-shirts, go boss 24-7 podcast t-shirts, I think three-star heart might be might be one that we need to go with. I think that's uh, that one's got potential. Is there anything else going on? Money. Is there anything else going on in the basketball world you want to mention before we step out of here? No, just bring sports back. I just want sports. I think that's a Can I have sports, please. That's that. You know what? Of all the things that 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 you could we could end it on, I think that's about the best one. Thanks, Grant. See you. Guys, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. Ryan Callahan's Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. You can also get all of us on Twitter at twitter.com slash govals 24-7. If you just want Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that. Twitter.com slash govals 24-7. Or you can go to facebook.com slash govals 24-7 where don't let Grant fool you with the three-star heart. He's got a five-star heart there running our Facebook page. He does an, an excellent job with that. That's facebook.com slash govals 24-7. Or you can go directly to the source right now, govals247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to discuss Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, baseball, Lady Vols hoops, Lady Vols hoops recruiting, Lady Vols softball, everything. We're, we're pumping out, seems like, 15-plus stories every day with nothing going on. In sports, we're still bringing that much content. So go check that out. Right now, you can also, for, for the next couple days, if you hurry, you can get uh, half off of, a, of an annual, which is pretty darn good deal. So go check that out. Go Vols247.com. Also, please go in and rate and review this podcast. Nothing you can do could help us more than rating and reviewing this podcast. We do it for free. We're happy to do it for free. Uh, but the one thing we're going to ask, we're going to ask very nicely is for you to go in there, rate it, whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Please go in and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That would help us a lot. And if you go get a subscription to our website, you can also get access to CBS All Access, which is the great streaming platform CBS has. And have I have I not sold everything enough here, guys? Just go. GoVols247.com. Go check it out, just like I'm about to go get this I checked out at the doctor. See y'all. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.